Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... We are very eager to empower as many women as we can because we realize that entrepreneurship as a skill has deep-rooted and long-term impact in the event of climate change, which is expected to dislocate people further in the next few years. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 415 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Sajatha Ramani. Sujatha Ramani has driven global leadership assignments in her corporate career in multinational tech companies in India before becoming an entrepreneur creating companies in education and hospitality. Becoming a director for the National Entrepreneur Network, a new initiative to help startups grow and scale their business, fueled Sujatha's motivation and drive to support emerging enterprises that create new employment. For the last three and a half years, Sujatha has been the CEO of the non-for-profit Pollinate Group. Founded by six Australians in 2012, the Pollinate Group's impact model is committed to solving the global energy crisis by providing access to life-improving, clean energy products, empowering women and creating micro-entrepreneurs by addressing poverty in India and Nepal. To date, this groundbreaking program has reduced carbon emissions by 1.5 million tonnes of carbon dioxide, empowered 1,822 women, and impacted 697,000 people in these communities. Plus, it's distributed over 239,000 clean energy products, which have helped these communities save over 31 million Australian dollars with a significant positive impact. So, Sajatha, it's an absolute pleasure to have you joining us on podcast today. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you, Tom. The privilege is entirely mine. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Wonderful, Sujatha. So to kick off, could you please share then a bit about your background and what it was that led to this passion of yours in social enterprise? Tom, I grew up as a single girl amongst five boys, one brother of my own and four other cousins. And as is normal, it was a large joint family setup that I grew up in. So right from my childhood, I've had to find that space for myself as one girl amongst so many boys. And my grandmother was always very extra lenient towards me and always supported me in my childhood when my rest of the brothers would turn around and say, we're going to play a game of cricket and we'll just bowl one over for you and then you could go and sit by and we'll play the serious game of cricket. Mm-hmm. My grandma would turn around and say, no, you need to bowl to her until you get her out. So that's how I think she was such an influencing person in my life to be that person that would ask for my space amongst all the boys that I grew up with. 
today uh, in the position that i am in i have learned how to create space for ourselves and i'm glad that i'm able to do that for the many marginalized women that have no voice have no ability to speak for themselves as a child as i grew up i would always walk around the house and switch off the light the fan that was all going on in the room when there was no people sitting inside the room energy was very precious more from an economic point of view as we grew up but i also felt that it was not something that we own it was something that the nature was giving us and we should treat it with a lot more respect and use it carefully as a child i would also go around and help the children of the women that would come home and help our mothers and aunts to prepare the meal and keep our homes clean mm. i felt children were never given the opportunity of education because of their economic status i would ask my mom and my aunt as to why is it that these children don't get to go to school or they would go to school but at the least possible disruption they were stopped from going to school i would sit with these children and help them with their education and class as i was doing my own homework at home and i think these were simple incidences that helped me be a lot more empathetic and aware of my surroundings and today i am so thankful and grateful that i've made that my full time occupation pollinate has helped me blend the gender the clean energy and the access to a very dignified livelihood through meaningful entrepreneurship education that can lift people out of poverty and also create a cleaner and a healthier environment it's a fantastic group that has really formed the in being pollinate and i imagine being the ceo is a total privilege in an organization like that sajatha so tell us a little bit more about the sort of projects that you are involved with pollinates you know it was started by six australians that wanted to provide energy access to the most marginalized people that lived completely off the grid when you say off the grid in india and nepal it means they don't have access to electricity mm. water sewage or even sanitation so it means that their living conditions are extremely unspeakable through access to clean energy products it immediately removed the use of kerosene removed the use of plastic and other bio products that were used for cooking and lighting come sunset these kerosene lamps filled their tents with toxic fumes and the women would cook using wood and plastic which was so easily available for cooking it immediately polluted the environment to the point that the statistics say that a kerosene lamp lit for an hour was equivalent to smoking eight cigarettes that's the amount of pollution this was creating for everyone inside these tents and the community was filled with toxic air pollinates objective was to eliminate this and provide them access to clean energy products such as solar light solar fans clean cooking appliances water filters and so on immediately transforming the living conditions of everyone in the community over a period of time we moved to a women centric model because we found that it was the women that were actually saving up the money to buy these products women held the fundamental responsibility of providing for the family although it was the men that went out on daily wage and labor 
intensive work, but their income was not spent on the family and they spent on themselves. The women would work on odd jobs around the communities and provide for basic food, education and other amenities required to run a family of five or six, which mm-hmm. is a typical number of family members. We also merged with an organization uh, called Empower Generation that worked in Nepal that had a women-centric model. And from 2019 onwards, we moved to a model of identifying women from the community. One woman with a deep sense of motivation to pull herself out of poverty was identified without a filter of education or arithmetic or anything else because these women were all married off at a tender age in their early teens and had no access to education and moved from rural to urban in search of livelihoods with their families. Mm. Pauline would invest in these women with entrepreneurship skills and furthermore would also invest in clean energy product inventory that she would sell within the communities and create a much cleaner, safer and a healthier environment while she builds this micro business and has access to a very dignified source of income. We work in about seven states in India and three districts in Nepal and we are very eager to empower as many women as we can because we realize that entrepreneurship as a skill has deep-rooted and long-term impact in the event of climate change which is expected to dislocate people further in the next few years. We believe our women are well-equipped to build their lives wherever they are displaced through access to clean energy products and the entrepreneurship that they have learned and continue to support their families. There's some amazing impact that you're creating there, Sujatha, and just some fantastic initiatives. And you'll be sharing a little bit more about these at the Social Enterprise World Forum in Amsterdam in October. So what is it that you personally are most looking forward to about the forum? Firstly, I'm extremely excited to be a part of such a wonderful fraternity of people that would be participating in the Social Enterprise World Forum. We did have a meager participation last time. Uh, I couldn't go to the one that happened in Australia, but I'm so excited to meet people from the fraternity and exchange ideas and learnings and fundamentally build a voice and advocacy for social entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations all over the world. We are in the cusp as a not-for-profit, driving business models to solve social problems. And that's just a wonderful cusp of where we are operating. And I think we need a lot of advocacy and voice for ourselves. I firmly believe that the blending of purpose with business is a very solid way to have a future which is poverty-free, hunger-free, and a world that is hugely empowered and enabled. Unless there is a business built around solving social problems, it is difficult to solve them through just philanthropy or any other giving means. There has to be a sense of ownership. There has to be a sense of an objective that can be sustained with little dependency on philanthropy or support from donors, but generates enough income to keep solving the social problems. At the forum, I think I'll be on the lookout for people that have created templates, models that we can learn and exchange and keep building a very robust enterprise model that can be taken to scale. Eagerly looking forward to it, Tom. That's fantastic, Sujatha. So I'm really keen to hear too then 
your observations of the social enterprise landscape change in India and where there have been opportunities really to grow this business for good movement globally? That's an interesting question, primarily because when I discuss the pollinate model with anyone that asks me what I do, I find them extremely excited and curious about how we've come about creating such a model where you've got an integrated business model of empowering a woman who can then run a business on her own with little dependency on us over a period of time. I am keen to understand how people have configured many more business models such as this. And I think it's very important to create such models and start experimenting them in pockets to see what works and what doesn't work. The fact that there is growing awareness about this every time we speak about what we do, and it helps create a lot of interest and investment from people, not necessarily in dollars, but in terms of their ability, in terms of their bringing in their problem-solving capabilities, which I think is so much more equally valuable for the work that we do. While dollars is certainly one element of resource, but I think that the time, the talent, etc. that can come about here is very crucial towards mm. solving all of these problems. Yeah, that's a really good point there. So what advice then would you be giving to the impact-led entrepreneurs who are listening that are really looking to start or grow their enterprise? Like, Where have you observed common pitfalls amongst others that you've observed in the sector? Another very interesting question, Tom. I firmly believe that the people closest to the problem will have the sharpest clues to solving that problem. Mm. I always keep talking to my last mighty team that's working closely with our women entrepreneurs. I listen in to what they have to say about their experiences. As simple as this morning, we had our weekly meeting and then we went and met a woman entrepreneur in the remote place beyond Kolkata in West Bengal and India. She was saying, I'd like to have products which are fast moving as an incentive to program for me because then I know I will get three, four more than what I do if I achieve certain slab rates. It was such a wonderful feedback she gave us because it helps her bring down her time to order for those products because she knows she will get it as part of incentives and it is a fast moving product and she would be able to sell it and grow her micro business. You know, we always want to keep our ears close to the ground and make it easy and effortless for our women to grow and scale fast. And I think my mantra to creating more uh, effective models is to stay as close to the people that are working closely to solving these problems. Yeah, that's a fantastic insight and certainly something that I've observed myself too, Sujatha. So that's really interesting to hear. So what about some inspiring projects or initiatives then that you've come across recently, which you believe are creating some really great positive social change? I think the world is still not opened up so much to the enterprise part of the social problem. People still believe it has got to be driven with philanthropy. And I think philanthropy makes us a little weak and dependent. While if you're creating an enterprise and creating a business model around it, You're able to stand on your own feet and you're able to sustain it and you're able to scale it to a level that you want to be creating an impact to be solving that large social problem. One thing that I was very excited to listen in is some of the young, uber-rich people that are listening in 
to solving the social problem and are wanting to participate in this space i think will come not just with the empathy or the dollars but will come with the ability to solve the problem in a differentiated manner and i think that is exciting right now i am you know trying to work by creating a forum of young people that have made their money and are wanting to invest it in a way to solve social problems not necessarily by just giving but by participating i'd like to learn more and know more about how to do that but i've just started thinking about it a little more now than before tom yeah yeah completely hear you on that so to finish off then sajada what books would you recommend to our listeners oh that's lovely two books that have deeply affected me or impacted the way that i have become a professional that i am yes one is the book called nothing gets done if it doesn't get measured so i think that's an excellent book for everyone to understand how you need to start using the importance of data using the importance of creating milestone creating timelines so that you know that yes it's working or no it's not working and you drop it and you go and do the next one mm. it's so important to let go in the first place but you should have a definitive timeline to do that so that's a very important lesson that i learned and if you ask me what i'm reading now it's an excellent book called the upside of uncertainty which is so timely i've just come out of a very very uncertain time of the pandemic and yeah. i think we are also staring at climate change which is going to be something that we all have to deal with and this book is i think going to tell me how to navigate uncertainty with a very positive outlook which is who i am i've always dealt with eventuality with the most positive mindset because an eventuality that has happened but you just need to come out of it and look at what you can do to get out of it in the most positive way this book is going to teach me a lot more of being that person who can look at uncertainty in the eye and figure out how to come out of it so i'm excited about reading this book at this point in time tom Yeah, it certainly sounds like a great read, Sujatha, and you've provided us all with some great insights throughout this podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your really generous insights and time today. We really do appreciate it, and we'll look forward to following your journey as you continue and seeing you at the World Forum. Absolutely. I'm so excited and thank you so much for this opportunity, Tom. Pollinate is the wonderful organization that is working on the cusp of gender, climate and eliminating poverty and creating a greener planet. So I'm so looking forward to the forum and meeting many more and learning a lot. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.